Hey, hey, this is Tracy Austin with Mental Fitness Matters. This show is designed to provide people with tips, strategies, and solutions to improve your mental fitness. This is Mental Fitness Matters. Hey, hey, happy Thursday, everybody. You are listening to Mental Fitness Matters. I am your host, Tracy Austin, and this is WSIC Radio. Happy Thursday. I hope you guys out there are having a great week. We are back for the third Thursday of the month, so you know that means I'm joined with the amazing Erica Singleton. She's the Director of Communications for Professionals Beyond the Game. She's my co-host for this morning. We've been doing our athlete series, Shine Bright. Good morning, Erica. How are you doing? Good morning, Tracy. I'm fantastic. <laughs> we are having so much fun. These series are just awesome. And and for this topic in particular, for the last two athlete series, we've been we had the honor to have Dr. Tia Conzer. She's our friend and she has such a busy schedule. We're so thankful that she's been able to join us for the last two shows um, for our community read of the Purpose Path. Uh, Dr. Tia Conzer, she's an osteopathic physician at Conzer Psychiatric, where she really believes truly in a holistic approach uh, for her clients looking at mind, body and spirit. So she's been very, very awesome to kind of use her time with us and sharing her passion and her expertise. Dr. Tia Conzer, good morning. How you doing? Good morning. I'm awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. We are so thankful that you've been with us for this community read. We've had so much fun over the last two months and we can't wait to keep going. All right, guys, if you're tuning in for the very first time, we would love for you to go back to the last shows for the Shine Bright Athlete Series, part one and part two. We have been doing a community read of The Purpose Path uh, by Dr. Nicholas Pierce. It's been a great read so far. So on today's show, we're going to tap into the third part of our series. It's a three-part series. So feel free to go to TracyAustin.com. If you've missed an episode there, you can catch up on the latest shows at that place or you can download and subscribe to the Mental Fitness Matters podcast where you can catch all our shows there. Um, but on today's show, we're going to get into the third and final part of this book. Um, so far, we've covered what is success? Who am I? Am I running the right race? And for today's topic, we're going to discuss putting vocational courage to work putting vocational courage to work. Um, and we're going to go ahead and get into it because our time seems to fly by so fast. Every time we get on this call, it's here and gone. So I'm going to go ahead and start us off. Um, I really loved how the second part of this book got into the beginning. It was really talking about giving us a few points on how to turn courage into a mindset and habit. Dr. Pierce started this chapter with a quote from Dr. Brene Brown, and she's a research professor at the University of Houston. And her quote said, we have two choices when we are faced with fear in a pivotal situation. We can choose to respond from fear or we can choose courage. She said fear is a great paralyzer. And while it comes from a very real place within our minds, it can hold us back when we are trying to align our career with our calling. Ladies, let's start with this, um, because I believe we can all agree that when navigating a path to our purpose and trying to align our life with who we are, it takes courage and a daily practice of keeping a healthy mindset so that we can continue to move forward. Let's get into it. How would you guys say as we're thinking about this part of the book, starting off with this courage piece and mindset piece, let's talk about how big of a deal that is in order to really kind of walk into your call. 
I think that, you know, one of the important parts of this part of the book is that, and with COVID, we've, we've experienced this courage also in recognizing that there are going to be setbacks and there are going to be things that are unplanned. And so some of those things may take some turns with whatever your path is that you have in, in your mind. And I think being able to um, recognize those and being open to stepping into the challenges and the dis- the discomfort and the uncomfortable situations is really key. Um, and I also like, you know, in this part of the book that he recognizes asking for help is a big thing as well. So um, I think some that's some of the big things, especially now with COVID and all of us trying to navigate a pandemic, um, that's important in recognizing that. Absolutely. I think just to piggyback on that, when you think about um, mindset and habit in a pandemic, there are so many things um, that have been uh, norms for us and regular routines that were completely disrupted and really making sure that you keep some of those habits um, for when things get back to whatever they are so that you haven't lost them Uh, because it's easy to lose things. It's as simple as like, I I was talking to you guys this morning about remembering how to put on your makeup or even like wearing jeans. (laughs) Some of this stuff uh, doesn't seem like it takes courage, but to stay in something. I know a number of people who have gotten up every morning put on their work clothes, put on a full face of makeup still, um, because they don't want to forget and they, and they don't want to lose their habits. And I think that's important um, with the mindset of being true to yourself uh, once you've recognized who you are. I love that. I love how you just mentioned having to kind of stay in that habit, stay consistent, stay in these routines, because you're exactly right. It's so easy for things kind of look and seem quiet for us to get stagnant and forget what we're working towards. So I think that is a big point, really being able to stay focused and set yourself up on a daily basis, having daily habits of what you're working towards. Um, And we get on the call, you know, we got on the call earlier this week, kind of talking about some of the things that we're taking away from this amazing book. And I think it was really interesting. I think uh, Dr. Kanzer, you were talking about when we were talking about vocation and vocation doesn't always have to mean work. So as we're going through this purpose path book and this purpose path journey, trying to find out what your calling is and who you're called to be, vocation doesn't always mean work. And Dr. Kanzer, could you talk a little bit more about that? I think you shared some really good points when people were thinking about what what does that look like for me? Sure. And in the book, he talks about vocation being looking for your path um, and not necessarily specifically related to career. And again, I think in this pandemic, um, sometimes your vocation or your your purpose can change depending on the season of life. So some people have needed to take care of elderly family members or some people have needed to leave their career or taken a pause in their career to be able to help their kids navigate online school. Um, And that still is following your path, even though it looks a little bit different because your vocation or your purpose right in this season of life can be something different than what your actual career aspirations are. And I think that was really important that he put pointed that out. And he also points out, you know, sometimes you might be doing a job that isn't your true calling so that you can then get the networks or the or the connections or the financial backing to be able to then build whatever your Um, your ultimate purpose is or to be able to support that vocation uh, moving forward. So I think those are really important points and really true to this time with the pandemic as well. 
Mm-hmm. And, and what you just mentioned there, too, because a lot of people could be sitting in a place or space where they're, like you just mentioned, taking care of a loved one that may be sick or having to put their dreams on hold, so to speak, and not really sure if they're fulfilling anything in that moment because they may seem like, well, I'm just taking care of this or taking care of that. I'm not really doing what I want to do. But knowing that all of that is purposeful in terms of what you may be taking to the next area of your journey. And so being able to stay patient in that and knowing that it doesn't have to look the the way you think it needs to look, but there's some things going on in the midst of that that are very important takeaways. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the parts of the book talk, talked about um, how your courage to do those things inspires other people to step out as well. You know, so you could be stepping in a situation, doing something for the very first time and having the courage to do that. People around you are watching. You know, somebody mm-hmm. else may have been afraid to jump or afraid to, to go a different route or direction. And your courage inspires courage. I think you said that in one of our calls this week. So I really love that, that part of that. And so let's, Um, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I I never really thought of myself as either a courageous or feel for a fearful person. And then um, at the age of 43, I changed careers. I moved from uh, communications and media related and even aquatics and sports related work um, into the medical field. Uh, and it was a position I had never held before. I was learning new uh, jargon. I was doing so many different things in it. Um, and I felt great uh, because I was learning something new. I'm a learner. Um, but it really wasn't my purpose. It really wasn't the type of things that when you ask me, who am I and what my calling had been, um, that I would want to do. So I was just going to kind of jump into what the next part of the book, because I told you ladies, this book hit me at home. Like it, it, it was in my living room staring me in my face um, because the other thing they talk about is when change happens. Yeah. And I, I put my all into learning this job and doing it the very best that I could. And they let me go on December 31st of, um, of 2020 and so I was facing a new year um, without direction. I We had lost so many uh, loved ones in 2020, and then I just felt lost. Um, but I really think it, this book came along at a time that I really needed it. Um, when you're looking and you're checking your alignment and you're figuring out, you know, am I running the race well? No, no, I was not running the race well at that job. Um, and it was not my purpose, but it was my, my vocation at the time. It was my job. Um, and I was overwhelmed and I needed to ask for help. Uh, and that's another one of the things that they bring up in the book that's so important that Tia mentioned. Uh, there are so many different things. And in, in a pandemic time when everybody was facing so many different um, challenges, that was the hardest part for me was to feel like I was putting my burdens on someone else and asking for help. Um, But I am blessed to have an amazing network of family and friends. Um, I have a friend from college who has the worst. It's like the longest hashtag ever, but it's um, Winthrop makes forever friends. Uh, And and I have to say it's true because my network um, showed up and, and continued to encourage me and remind me of what I have done in my purpose and that Um, the opportunity that I was given when I felt like I had lost something um, was an important gain. And so in that, 
I had to um, face some fears and also find some courage I didn't I didn't know that um, I wasn't using. Erica, thank you so much for just sharing your part of the story. If it's okay, I would love to go back a little bit because you said a lot of key things in the midst of everything you were describing. Uh, first part I want to kind of address, you were talking really about a transition zone, right? What you were talking about here is a transition from one job to wherever your path is leading you next. But I also heard in the midst of that, you didn't feel like that was your purpose. So if you could speak to that, what did that feel like? How can you tell when you may be approaching an, a transition period in your life? Because it doesn't always happen at once. Sometimes they are forced and unexpected. Sometimes you choose to transition because you know that's something else you want to do. And sometimes it life happens and it's just in an instant. So what were some of the feelings or the things that you noticed coming upon this transition so people can be aware? I faced two different types of transitions. I faced one uh, in what you guys talked about, about um, family health and family changes. And I was at a job where my mental health and my physical health was at stake. Um, I wasn't able to sleep anymore. And and I was hyper aware at work all the time because I was so afraid of doing something wrong because I was exhausted. Um, and I would I would try to stay hyper focused at the job and then still not be getting any sleep and just be terrified that I was going to let other people down. And in all of that, I really had to ask myself, you know, is this worth it? Do you feel like you're making a difference? And and for me, that is the first question and and really part of the the first answer I need from myself. I like to do work that I feel like not only has purpose, but is making a difference for someone. Um, that they are learning something from what it is that I am doing, or they are gaining some kind of enrichment, or I am helping my community. And when I look at the work that I'm doing, if I can't answer that with, well, maybe not today, but we're working towards it, we have a plan in place, or um, if the answer is just outright no, no, I, I don't feel like it, um, then that's the beginning of trying to figure out what's the next step then. Is it coming up with a plan within that company to find purpose and start doing, because there's, there's work to be done everywhere. Um, and, and it may align more with what it is that you want to do. And I made a proposal at this company for something that I really thought um, would make more of a difference. And I was definitely shut down for that. And so again, um, but uh, one of the questions they ask in the alignment is also, did you miss the exit? Mm -hmm. I didn't leave when everything that I suggested was being thrown out and, and not so much as, you know, we'll revisit this later, but no, I don't think this is, this is right for us. Um, and, and not recognizing that maybe it wasn't right for me, um, left me there longer, uh, and, and put me into a situation where once again, I felt so overwhelmed and I was not addressing my own grief. Um, I was just getting up every day and trying to power through and, and when when you are trying to meet somebody else's goals, but you're not examining your own, um, that is another time to really start to reevaluate um, where you are and what it is that you want to be doing. Mm -hmm. You're dropping so many nuggets here. I'm going to let Dr. Tia Kanzer kind of chime in as well. But I love how you're talking about just being intentional about paying attention to your mind, your body, what you're feeling, what those things are telling you. Because we talk about that often on this show. We're getting messages all the time. But are we listening? 
you know, and so those are really good indicators in terms of how you're feeling when you're getting done with your day. Are you exhausted? Are you running on empty? Are you frustrated or angry? What are those emotions and what do they mean? Dig a little deeper. Dr. Tia Kanza, go for it. Yeah, I think that, you know, Erica had mentioned like checking alignment. And I think those gut checks or those sixth sense or those emotional cues that you get, whether it's fatigue or whether like a physical symptoms, headaches, you know, heart racing, that kind of stuff, or whether it's, you know, mental or psychological symptoms of anxiety or anger. I think those are really good alignment checks to figure out like, okay, am I in alignment with my true self and what I want to do? And is this position or is this job in alignment? Is there a way for me to correct this? Like Erica had mentioned, like recommending different things within the company, or is it time for me to kind of step out and do a different, a different thing? And I think it's knowing Erica as a friend, I think it's really courageous and awesome that she was able to, even though she says she missed the exit, like the watching her within this transition has been awe-inspiring to me because it allows me to also see the opportunities that other people are taking to, you know, do those alignment checks and to follow what their what their heart is telling them. And I think those negative emotions sometimes that discomfort is when it's really a good time to check those alignments. Mm-hmm. And as yeah, oh, go for it, Erica. Saw you. I think one of the other things I want to mention that really falls under the ask for help, some of it is just um, career related, but, you know, financial fear is, is crippling, you know, looking at down, down the line of not getting an income and trying to figure out what you're going to do. Um, That is the one where asking for help is the hardest, but the most important Um, Because it doesn't always have to be that you cannot do. It may be that you have to do differently. Mm. And so um, I I figured out how to manage with a lot less than what I had been doing with. Um, And I was able to to be smart in the time that I was in the position so that I wasn't so worried um, when I lost it. Uh, And I think that's important as well is is really um, creating habits. We're back to there again, that help you should something happen. You know, there are, there are so many times that people talk about rainy days and being prepared for them. Um, and, and when it rains, it pours, you know, uh, cliches, all of them there, but they're real. Uh, and they, they've been said numerous times for reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so real and so true. And as you guys are just kind of talking, you're really, as we're talking about that asking for help piece, when we're talking about a transition zone and how to transition successfully, being patient with yourself in that. And kind of like Dr. Tia just kind of gave that support to Erica on this call here, just saying, I see you. you you inspire me having a network, having a community that when you are going through these transitions of life that you can reach out to, you know, and if you don't have one, if you don't really have a network or a family support or a community support, making sure that you're tuning in to things that are positive, that you can actually find a community that may be doing some of the things that you want to do. So that asking for help can look like a verbal ask or it can look like a just a social ask, meaning you're showing up to groups and networks that are available, providing those supports to you because this This is a very crucial period. When we talk about transitioning successfully, you want to make sure that you're not out there alone and that you can kind of get quiet and hear that inner voice. I think a lot of what I was listening to in this book, too, that um, that third part talked a lot about just being still. 
because uh, a lot of times we are so busy and things are so loud and, and self-awareness kept stepping out to me, becoming more aware of who we are. So as we're talking about this alignment checks and, and re- checking in with ourselves, the very first part of that book wanted to us to get closer to knowing who we are so that when we get into this part of the book, when we're in these places where these symptoms are popping up, these emotions are popping up, these gut check feelings are popping up, we can recognize, well, wait, maybe this really isn't who I am and who I want to be or what I want to be doing. So giving yourself permission to not have to jump out with two feet all at once if you're not pushed out, right? Maybe you're in a position right now that you have some options, that you're recognizing that things in your life are changing and you're not lining up with your call. Maybe you're still in position at one job or one career and want to dabble into something else. Guys, let's talk about how we can kind of share that load. You don't have to jump all in if you have that opportunity. You could spend Friday night on the weekends doing some of the things that you love, testing that, asking for help can look like mentorship. Right. Joining up with organizations and communities to say, let me get my foot in the game. Let me test this out. Let's speak a little bit about that. I, you know, one of the other things that I found time to do, um, I want to say in in doing that alignment check and and, you know, a number of people said to me, you know, I've always felt like that you look like you have everything so together and I feel like I'm a mess. And I feel like I look a mess all the time, too. Um, but for the first time, I really decided to invest in myself. Um, I, I have volunteered before and I've, I've worked with other people, but I really have never taken the time to invest in myself um, in specific and intentional ways. Um, so I did that. And one of the things I love is swimming. And I'm very passionate about um, people of color and aquatic safety. And so I also volunteer with an organization that aligns with my mission. Um, And I don't always have time in my life to volunteer. So now that I do, I'm making sure that I am. And it's so wonderful because once again, finding like-minded people that continue to build you up and fill you up um, where there might've been emptiness that, that, that association is helpful as well. So I think mentorship is very important, but volunteerism sometimes allows for you to find a community. Mm -hmm. Tia, did you have something? I was just going to say, when I was starting my private practice, finding people who were doing what I wanted to do um, was really helpful. Just call them up and send them an email, see if they, if you can take them out to coffee or if you can just get on a zoom call and just, pick their brains about what did they do and and how did they get there? And, and is there any way that you can help with whatever they're doing, you know, volunteering through them or, you know, an internship or like just shadowing them or just getting basic, Hey, you know, what would you have done differently? Um, you know, I think those are all key and they will have the um, belief in you that you don't have yet because you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what's awesome about watching other people do the things that they love and live in their true calling is that you get to see the possibilities that they're endless and that there you can do whatever that you put your heart to. And having that network of people around that have that belief in you until you get that belief for yourself is really important. 
Boom, boom, boom. I think that is so important, so powerful. And I know this may be so cliche, but they said if your if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. Right. Because we always kind of feel that fear. Should I do this? Should I do that? Just do. Just do. And, and just do. Just do and, and surround yourself with people who are pushing you forward and and making sure that you're still going and holding you accountable. Create a group. And with technology nowadays, it makes it so easy for us to join these groups and these clubs and, and just being mindful when you get in there. If you're feeling like you're being depleted, you might need to exit. But if you feel like you're uplifted and inspired when you're in there and you can kind of contribute, stay there. Just just feel that. OK, um, so this has really just been an awesome topic, an awesome read. And I'm just so thankful for you guys and being able to kind of take this journey with you. I had never read The Purpose Path. So it was just a, such an eye opening experience. And Erica, you've said several times, whether you read that read this probably at eight or nine and read, reading it at 30, you probably take away something different every time you pick it up. Every time. Every time you pick yeah. it up. So make sure you guys are doing that. And we have about two minutes left. Eric, I would love, we got the Shine Bright Summit coming up. Some dates we do. on the table. Let's talk about and that. When we talk about alignment, when we talk about mentorship, yep. we're going to be hitting on all of that and really trying to fill up um, athletes uh, looking at transitions, all of that. And so that's coming up Saturday, June the 19th. Uh, we haven't announced our panel yet, um, but we will be releasing and opening tickets sales very soon so we're super excited um the series has the name around it but yeah it's our, our shine bite summit we we can't wait we cannot wait i can't thank you beautiful ladies for your time y'all continue to shine bright like the stars y'all are dr tia Kaiser, thank you so much for your time we know you're super busy so we can't thank you enough for sharing this opportunity with us uh, thank you so much. It's been a blessing and I'm honored that you guys asked me to join. I'm, so I'm happy to come back anytime. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, community, we want you guys to pick up this book, The Purpose Path. Start to connect with yourself. Learn more about who you are. Create the sex success that you want in your life. Ask your question, who am I? Where am I going? And then go after it. I want my Mental Fitness Matters community to have a great week. Shine bright. Thank you for joining us today on Mental Fitness Matters. Tune in every Thursday at 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. for more tips, tools, strategies, and solutions that will help you reach your peak mental fitness. My name is Tracy Austin, and you've been listening to Mental Fitness Matters. 